Hello, welcome to the Sisters in Science podcast. This is Danielle here with you from San Diego, and I am here again with my beautiful friend, Lacey Bangeter, and she is in Utah. Thank you for coming Hi. back. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad to have a guest speaker on here. Well, my bestie, Kirsten, is traveling. We miss her, and we'll look forward to having some more conversations with her when she gets back. But I was so grateful that Lacey agreed to talk because I, like I said, I love her coaching and I love what, um, the stuff that she's really been teaching me with being aligned with charity, like really staying in charity and how little things we do at, uh, that we think are, you know, nice are really in pride and from pride. And we like learning to navigate those two energies is like the key of life. I have a cat right here meowing if you guys can hear <laughs> he's like give me food um so anyway i want to go back to the discussion well why don't you maybe um lacy if you don't mind i'll give you the the mic for a minute is tell us a little bit about like char being in charity energy and pride energy like tell us a little bit how you like um tell tell people like to navigate those Sounds good. So, um, again, it's in my course. Oh, I don't know what happened. Where'd you go? You still there? Anyway. Yes, I hear you. <laughs> okay. I'm here. Um, so yeah, it's in my course and I teach about these two energies, these two worlds that we actually operate on and you can either operate in a charity realm, which is where God's at or a pride realm. And that's where the rest of the world is at. To be with God, to be aligned, when I say balance out or balance back up with God, um, to be in line with who you really are and who he is, you want to be in this charity realm. Sometimes we think of charity as outside activities that we can do or services or actions we do outside of ourselves in regards to other people. And yes, those are forms of charity because they're centered in love, but charity is the highest love out there. It's a love filled. It's a love force and energy realm that you can be a part of. And so you can absolutely dwell in charity and do all of your works in charity. And this is where I teach people. <clears throat> this is what I teach people to do is how to live in a place of charity constantly so that you can be with your God, so that you can be with yourself and go forward and do all of your works in this realm. But too many times we pull ourselves out of charity and we go back to this pride realm, which is where everything becomes self-absorbent and pulls us away from God. And it's a downward motion. And so it pulls everything that you do. It's almost like you have to work twice as hard when you're in this realm or three times as hard, or you have to put a lot more effort into whatever you're going to do because you're trying to combat this downward energy that's always pulling you away or down in the pride realm. But in charity, you have to put forth very little effort because you could do a half a job and it just is always moving upward. And so if you can picture it that pride, you're having to do twice as much work. Charity, you're having to do half of the work because the energies just naturally take you in the directions that they're rooted in. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. And even you could like quote unquote do a service, but not really being charity. And it's just, it's like hard. You're like, you don't really want to be there. And it feels hard. Like I, I hear people even in church today, people are like, it's so hard. Like they were saying whatever they're, but really we think things are hard because a it's a belief 
-hmm. doesn't have to be hard and B probably because it's just, we're trying to, we're in a pride realm, really in the pride energy of why it's so hard. And that's including with repentance. Like that's what people we're talking about today. It's so like, Oh, like forgiveness can be so hard and I'm not, you know, undermining that it's not hard. But the only reason it's hard is because we're in a pride energy. Like I've had to go through this with my stepfather. Like, why would I for, you know, I can forgive him, I guess, but you know, he did this to me. And so it was like hard to forgive him because I was holding on to anger, which, you know, again, it's okay. Hold on to it as long as you need to figure it out. There's no judgment on that, but it, again, it's only hard because like you were saying, you're in a pride energy rather than being in a charity energy. But the whole thing is, navigating like figuring it out there's no judgment on it no no and 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 we're used to this the whole when adam and eve partook of the fruit and the earth fell that's what it fell into well pride energy's always been around actually we had pride energy in the pre-existence with us too so we are not new to this energy we just pride energy took on a physical form when we fell in orbit in, into our solar system. And in my course, I actually teach that gravity is the physical form of pride. If you look at the components of gravity, it, they're downward motion, it keeps you grounded, it keeps you centered. But there's a lot of advantageous things for when we have gravity in, in play. And that's what, there's a lot of advantages of having this pride energy, a part of our existence, but we don't have to succumb to it. Um, Oh, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> but I, like you said, with the, we we're used to operating in this pride energy because that's what we're born into. This earth is just steeped in the pride energy because it's part of the fall. And to get into charity, charity is above the earth. It's around the earth. But it's, it's like, if you look at pride as the earth, it's like this top little plane. It's like up in the clouds almost. And that's where God is. It's over ab above. So to really work with God and to be more efficient with yourself, you have to overcome pride. You have to go over the top of pride and go into charity. And to do that, because it's a love realm, you have to really start practicing with, these, with the elements of love. And because we don't know how to love ourselves and we don't know how to be true to ourselves and we don't know how to love people completely around us or God, charity is a difficult process sometimes to get into. It doesn't have to be. It's actually really not if you think about it. But we make it difficult because we're used to pride, which makes everything difficult naturally. That's a good point. And so how, oh, sorry, I've got a, a cat who all of a sudden wants to be on my computer in front of my microphone here. <laughs> um, so anyway, my question was going to be as I'm moving this cat. <laughs> um, what, so what do, what do you do? Like what are some of the key points? I know we, last time that we had you on the podcast, we talked about agency and honoring what it is you want to do. So that's one way to stay in charity, right? Mm -hmm. So what, what is another way to stay in that aligned with, with God in that charity? Those are good questions. Um, and I like it that you prefaced when we're doing our wants and desires in charity because a lot of people, that's what people have a hang up about doing their wants and desires. And um, it sounds selfish, but that's because we're operating on a pride level. And then they do become selfish because 
it's self-absorbent on that level and it's downward and, and, and destructive. So acting, that's why we don't like to act on our wants when we're in pride because we don't know where it's going to navigate us to. But when you're in charity, that's the key. When you're in charity, acting on your desires every time is going to keep you connected with God. It's going to keep you in that place of charity. And you ask what other things will keep you in charity. And I'm trying to like go through my head because I have like a whole checklist <laughs> that I teach on my intermediate course. And I actually just went through it. Um, and one of the biggest things that you've already touched on is eliminating the word hard from your life. <clears throat> you don't need to use the word hard because it's a, it's a hard energy. It can be, um, it brings a lot of energy that is not constructive. It makes it, um, I mean, if you were to take a, I have this analogy popping up on my head. If you were to go dig a hole, it's a lot easier to dig a hole with softer and, and loose dirt than trying to um, pick your way through rocks and boulders, right? And, and the, because the rocks and the boulders are hard and they take a lot more muscle to get out. So when we put the word hard into our lives, that's kind of what we're doing. We're bringing boulders and rocks of energy into our life that make it difficult to navigate with, to move with, to build and construct with. I mean, there's still work. They are good material to use sometimes, but only when guided by God to do so. We unnecessarily put the word hard into too many things, and we're actually creating with our words a harsher, a harsher environment to live in by using that. And it pulls you out of balance. It pulls you away from God out of charity. So eliminate that word harsh or hard from your life. Yeah, that's a good one. I, you know, just was reminded this week when I got a total epiphany insight from above that was awesome. And it, you know, it said basically, cause I was, I was questioning and looking at these things and it says the, f and I wrote it down, the fact that you think you have an issue creates an issue. <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah. oh, so it's not. And I said, well, so then I said to, you know, as my conversation with God, I was like, well, then if there's not a, you know, an issue, then what is it? Because I'm obviously not like, like, you know, I'm struggling with this or whatever. And he's like, it's just growth. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. So there's no issues unless we think it's an issue. If we think it's an issue, it keeps us in that hard and that like non-progressive realm instead of going, I am growing in the area of financial abundance. I am growing in the area of loving myself instead of, oh, I have an issue with loving myself. So it just, the issue keeps you stuck. And I know another, you know, one of the things that, you know, obviously that help us stay in charity is repentance, the atonement. Mm -hmm. Like that is the one way. I, and I have this little saying, I have it written down right here. Actually, I can share it with you. Whenever anything comes up for me, whether it's judgment to myself, judgment to another's, or as maybe, you know, whatever it is, like any type of a lack or something that I have manifest, I'm like, I thank it for manifesting and I have it right here. I wrote down, thank you for manifesting. I am like so grateful that it's not in my subconscious anymore. And I say to the thing that manifested, right? I love you and now release you. 
and I say, forgive me, and I just kind of say this in my head, forgive me for operating in that unbelief and harming anyone along the way. I now choose to receive eternal, unconditional love in its place for myself and others. And so I did this today after church. I, you know, was uh, feeling down. I had, had, which was totally fine, but I was judging myself on a couple comments I made, which my comments were great, but I don't know why I just was getting in that little spiral. And I just go, Oh, wait a second. Stop. And I just turned it over to the atonement in this way. And I just said, thank you for manifesting that judgment. I'm glad you're not in my subconscious. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you for coming out. And, you know, I just asked for forgiveness for operating and, you know, harming myself in that way. And I now choose to receive God's eternal love, unconditional love in its place. And that's just, I just kind of go through that to give myself back into charity. That's what helps me. You know, I don't know if you have something about that, but I wanted to ask you, go ahead. You, you have something on that, right? Well, I just, while you were saying the word issue, I, um, I looked it up because <laughs> I had never looked up the word issue before. And I just thought it was interesting where it says, it's an unsettled matter or the, the point at which an unsettled matter is ready for a decision, which I thought was kind of cool. Like you were saying with God that it's only an issue if you make it an issue, but it's something that's come up and just make a decision about it. Is this going to be something that's going to plague you? Because that's not the issue. The issue is like the plaguing isn't an issue. The issue is just this matter at hand, and now it just needs a decision. Are you going to give it away through the atonement, or are you going to put it back down on your body and keep it and hold it for a little bit longer? So I liked that word issue. I'd never looked it up before. Yeah, that was interesting. I'd never looked that up either. That's really cool. Um, well, I want to, and I kind of want to, like we talked about in the last podcast about agency, and I really do, I have noticed I stay more aligned with charity when I follow doing what I want. And I notice sometimes if I'm in the pride realm, like, you know, we talked about last time, the too much TV that even though it's what I wanted, I, I, it wasn't like, I didn't stay aligned in charity. And I was like, great. Now I, you know, I want to choose things that keep me aligned with charity. So I, I have a question on this. Like we went back, let's go back to the last podcast where following God's will for your life. Like we know he's not a dictator. He wants us to experience life. He wants us to figure things out, you know? So, but I sent, and I sent you something that I was listening to that I was like, I do, this confuses me. So I kind of want your insight on this. When we have a decision to make and we don't want to do something, but we like in this, I guess I'm trying to like avoid saying the scenario, but the scenario was this, this person mm -hmm had a couple different job offers a couple different times in his life. And in, in this talk, he said, I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to do it. But then we prayed and, and it was God's will. So we did. That confuses me. And so they went and moved their family and did this. And then a few years later, it's like God was sent. They, they got another job off and, and they're like, they didn't want to do. And then, you know, but they prayed and it was God's will. So I guess that's where I get confused on the, the want and God's will. And I mean, I kind of, I, I actually talked it out with God after I was like, you know, just getting clear in my head, but I want to hear what your thoughts are. Um, par part of what I, what I talked out with him was he really did want it, which is why he even took it to the Lord, but he didn't know he did. 
that's that was I, I was thinking because I was like, well, if it was me and I was like, I didn't want that, I'd probably just like, whatever, forget about it. But the fact that he didn't forget about it, that it kept coming up was because he really didn't want it. That was one thing. The second thing that came to me, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, is that there are things that we wanted and chose in the pre-existence and we asked God to remind us. Because I, I know there has been you know situations where we want to go down a path and God's like, no, 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 no. Like I, you, I, you want me, you told me to, I, he can never overtake our agency. He can't, but we had to have told him at some point within our agency, I need you to interrupt me if I ever, cause I, and I tell him that now too. Hey, if I'm, you know, going in this realm and I'm not doing right, I want you to interrupt me. So, so tell me your thoughts. That was kind of my thoughts from this talk that kind of confused me the way he related, but I, that was my thoughts from it. Again, yeah, I, I agree with you. And looking at it from surface level, it would appear that way. But again, he's operating. Most all of these things are operating. This sounds really rude, and I don't mean it to sound rude, but they're operating in a world of pride. They're trying to do their best and make decisions while they're in the pride realm. And everything in that realm is really confusing. We don't know what we want exactly. We can't hear our heart. We can't even hear our own thoughts because this is the realm that Satan has full access to. And he's throwing everything at you. Not only that, but if I'm okay to go a little bit deeper, you got Satan, you got evil spirits, but you also have the spirit world. You have spirits that are just wandering the earth that have no idea what they're supposed to be doing right now. They don't necessarily believe in a God. They haven't done a terrible thing so that they're not bound by Satan. They're just, they're just wandering around their family members and they're giving their input. Well, this worked in my day. Well, when I was younger, I did it this way, you know, and they're talking constantly to you too. And then you have family members on this earth and you have beliefs that you've gotten from the time you were young. So when you're in the pride realm, it's really difficult to get clear. It's really difficult to get clear because you have so many voices. When you're in charity, you have two voices and they're yours and they're God's and that's it. That's all you're going to have in the charity realm. And so it's really easy to be clear when you're in charity. But most of the time, good people in this church and around us are trying to teach you how to navigate, how to hear God when you're in pride. Instead of like just nipping it in the bud and saying, don't even try and operate in pride anymore. Operate in charity. Let's just teach you how to get to charity, which is if you look at God's commandments, all of his commandments, if you follow through on them, they get you into charity so that you can start doing your work with God. So that's what the reason why he gives his commandments. God gives his commandments. But these people, these other people are trying to teach you how to navigate pride. And like I said before, it's an upward battle. It's an uphill battle. You're doing three times the work in pride than you need to do if you can just get into charity and do your work there. So when people say that I prayed to God, it was his will, and I just did it even when I didn't want to, it's because they don't know what they want when they're in pride. They can't hear what they want. And so they just have to 
trust that direction from God, which is fine. Like we've all lived life like that for the most part. I lived life like that. And God does direct us according to our agency. Like you said, we, he can only direct us when we in our agency have told him to do so, whether it was in this life or in the preexistence. So we have to trust that he's still directing us. But as far as the wants and the desire come in, well, that doesn't really show up in the realm of pride. And in pride, it shows up as addictions and lust because that's where we're at. But it's not, and that's why people say avoid that, avoid that, because we just don't know how to get into charity. So that's why I teach in my course, like the biggest, like the first intro and the intermediate courses are all about how to start practicing being in charity constantly because it's really difficult to go to work until you have that pretty good <laughs> that foundation built of learning how to stay in charity um, and then you can start to see what your wants and your desires are does that answer your question yeah it does totally and just so like charity just to clarify i mean we all know from the scriptures it's it's the pure love of christ it says it, it's patient it's long-suffering it's it's kind it's compassionate it's just all of those emotions that we feel that align us align us with Christ. And so I guess my next question would just be like, how do we know if we're operating in one or the other? Yeah, absolutely. That's the biggest question. It's through your heart, your heart. And I, um, if you take my course, this is probably going to be repetitive. A lot of the stuff, <laughs> but, um, your heart is a spiritual organ. It's a, it's so soft that it keeps, it's your bridge between spiritual matter and physical matter. And so your heart tells you is your indicator what realm you're in because these realms are energetical. So you can't see them physically. You're going to need an energetical organ or a dimension to pick up what realm you're in. And so it's through your heart. It's through the emotions that you tell what realm you're in. When you're in charity, it's a lot of the positive emotions. Like you said, it's love, it's patience, it's peace, it's joy. Biggest indicator that you're in charity is if you're having a joyful time. Where, wherever, wherever joy is at for you, God is in that. That's charity. You're in charity when you're in joy. If you're surrounded by negative emotions and that's what you're feeling primarily in your heart, that's pride. Pride is the negative emotions. And so you, that's where you got to kind of assess yourself and say, am I feeling positive? Am I feeling these high vibrational emotions right now? Well, then you're in charity. If you're not and you're feeling the low negative vibrations, you're in pride. And that's, if we're being honest with ourselves, that's where the majority of us operate at. That's where I operated at like most of my life was in this pride realm. It wasn't until I intentionally started seeking to be in the realm of charity. Um, that I actually went there and, and I could go there. Like I, I felt like I could blip there. I, when I read my scriptures, I could get into charity. When I went to the temple, I could get into charity. When I was serving other people, I could get into charity. Um, when I was saying my prayers, these things took me into charity, but then my natural state, like after those were over, it was like back to pride. And I didn't know I was in this pride realm. And so I was like, well, great. Now I have to be doing all of these things constantly to be in a state of charity 
which is exhausting. There's no way I could be reading my scriptures 24 seven. There's no way I could be serving these people all the time or at the temple. There wasn't a way that way to be in charity constantly. And so it felt like it was, um, never going to happen until God showed me that there was an easier way, which is what I teach on the course. But, and it's super simple. I just had to ask. I just had to ask. And then I had to have the faith to stay there, which were the indicators that we already kind of talked about on the other one, the choosing to follow on my desires, choosing to stay in joy and in peace. And if there was an action that came up that was going to disrupt that joy, that was going to disrupt that peace, that was going to fill me with, Ugh, I don't want to do that. That was going to take me out of charity. And now I really value my time in charity and I don't give that away very lightly. I don't, I don't like going back to pride. And that's why I don't show up to things that are going to take me out of charity because because I'm not efficient when I go to that place of pride. Then I have to fully rely on God. I can't rely on myself very well there because everything is muddled and I can't hear myself clearly in pride, which is what most people feel. And that's why they just surrender all of that over to God. Hmm. Makes so much sense. Um, gosh, I'm just like, ever since I've, you know, for me, it's been a couple things I would say is, noticing what it is I want and like, you know, kind of God gave me in prayer was have confidence in agency, you know, in my choices. And I just, ever since I've been doing that, that has really helped me. Like because I've been reading essentialism at the same time, like I said, and it's just like, get clear. What do you want to do right now? Like that's all. And it's always in the present moment was the other thing. So when I got home from church today and like I said, I was kind of judging myself and I had to like, thank it love it. And then I realized the powers in the present. I said this to myself and I choose to feel love and joy for myself right now. And I'm done. And it's, it's amazing. Like it sounds so simple, you guys, but it actually is that simple. And what I have found that helped me make it simpler, like, cause you know, it's just like, I feel like the Israelites where you just look and you're saved or whatever. But, and we think, oh, it's so simple. So simple was the way that they didn't do it. And the point is, it is that simple. And what helped me believe it to be that simple and that it now works, it has, I'll, I'll say it's a couple things. One is remaining true to what I want to do and not doing anything out of what I don't want to do, even if it meant like, serving or something like we, you know, that we would think, Oh, you should do that. I, I don't do things on should I do things because I want to, and I'll repent for when that maybe I, I wasn't able to stay in charity. Great. But I'm not beating myself up. So that's the second part of what I was going to say. So I'm choosing to do what I want. The second part is I am not allowing myself to beat myself up. I stop myself so quickly. And I used to just like, think I was justified in it or whatever it was, you know, if I'm beating myself up or somebody else, it's like, we can only love our neighbor as much as we love ourselves. So I notice, like, as I don't beat myself up. I can just love whatever the choice was. Even the fact, like we talked about last time I watched more TV that took me out of charity. It did, but I didn't beat myself up for it. I sent, wow, that is cool to learn. Now I actually really know how to stay in charity. So doing those two things have helped me learn how to stay better in charity. And the next thing I would say, the third, there was three things was 
um, well, the atonement for sure. I'm not, that's like the principle. So I don't mean it to not bring that in, but I was just going to say tool wise for me is the compound effect, right? So as I've been practicing this and repeating like how much I like love myself, I love the decision I made because it taught me this wonderful, not judging myself as I continue to do that. It just compounds over time. And the belief it strengthens actually strengthens um, neuronal patterns in the brain. And as you continue to do that, it just grows and grows. And so for me, that's how it's been super, super empowering to learn how to stay in the charity realm. And I feel like that's really our purpose in life, right? Is to completely learn how to stay in God's energy in everything we do. And because I'm still human and I don't stay in it all the time, I notice, okay, what do I need to do to get back in it? And it might mean that I can't go to a family function right now. It might mean that I need some space and I'll tell you in order to get back there because I'm human. Um, I was reading the scriptures um, in the come follow me. And there was a scripture that stuck out to me where Christ is in the middle of a multitude and all of a sudden he left. And I, I, I realized how powerful that was. He went and it says he went to commune with the father. There was all these people probably he could still love on and bless and serve, but he left to commune, which means to have an exchange with the father, the source of all the energy of all the, you know, charity energy. And he even needed to, check back in with the father to have some time alone with the father in order to continue to give to everyone here. And that just hit, it, it helped me. I was like, Oh, okay. So I don't have to beat myself up with the fact that I don't always, I'm not always in charity or aligned and doing everything a hundred percent all the time. It's just, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I love, love everything that you said there. And like I even gave you a thumbs up that the purpose of this life is, is to learn how to operate in charity. Like I said, it, we've had the two realms. We've had the two energies, pride and charity and love from the moment we began. I mean, they're infinite. They're never going to have a beginning. They're never going to have an end. They're just always going to have these opposing energies in our life. But if we really want to become gods and believe in that doctrine, we have to learn how to do all of make all of our choices make all of our creations, all of our works are going to have to learn. We're going to have to learn how to do that all in charity. If we can't learn how to operate in this charity realm, well, then we're going to be on a lower plane <laughs> because only in charity, do you have enough power to have your creations, to have your choices, to have everything perpetuated and moving forward in a progress, <clears throat> progressing manner. If it's operating in pride, it's going to have an end. It's going to have a death. It's going to have a destruction to it because that's just what pride does. Pride just breaks down everything. And so there's no way you can even become a God or operate even as an understudy of a God until you're in this realm of charity because in pride, all things come to an end. There's not enough power to sustain what you're trying to make or trying to work your works. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it makes so much sense. You guys can see why I like love working with Lacey and talking with her and hearing, you know, the perspective because she's really gone through a lot and has been able to bring 
a lot of this knowledge to the table. Um, and it, and think about this, like your agency and you, you know, you've talked with me about this, Lacey, your agency is a huge power mm-hmm. and if, and charity is a huge power. So when those two are aligned, like watch out, like that's a powerhouse and that's how God lives all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how God lives. And that's what his, if he were to have an agenda, if he were to have a desire in your life, that's what he wants for you. He wants you to learn how to use your God power, which is agency. It's, it's a godly power. And then he wants you to learn how to use that power in a force field, in an environment that's going to multiply that power, that's going to perpetuate that power, that choice, that creation. These two forces together are unstoppable. They absolutely are unstoppable and they're godly quality. And that's what he's teaching you. You're God in embryo. You're God in infancy. You're trying to learn how to become like him. Well, these are the two powers that he works with primarily love and agency. He doesn't do anything else unless they fall within those two force fields, those force fields, those two powers, those energies. And that's what he's trying to get you to operate with. He doesn't want to make all of your choices for you. He can't actually, he just can't because it would go against God. He wants you to learn how to make choices. He wants you to learn how to use that because you cannot become a God until you know how to operate fully with your, with all of your agency and fully in this realm of charity. That's so true. I just thought of something that's an example of this. So like, and and I want to say something to, you know, audience, like, it just is empowering to know that's what you're here to learn, how to have power in your agency and power in charity. So to judge yourself or beat yourself up for making a decision or a desire outside of charity, get you out of charity in the first place. So the whole point is allow yourself to make decisions that you want to do, you want to experience. And then you're going to find, oh, I actually don't like the fact that it takes me out of charity. And you're going to want to make decisions back in charity, which is what makes you aligned with God. And I like the TV example, such a good one. But I thought of like, when we turn our will over to God, and we really can't do that. And like the story that I gave you of the, the guy that was saying they didn't want to take this other job, but they prayed and, and, you know, it was God's will. So you do God's will. And it just confused me because I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. But I thought of, you know, my I love my brother. He's so amazing. And he's just growing leaps and bounds right now with um, just going through some difficult things. But so this isn't at all. It was just more an experience. I'm so grateful for him for having this to even for me to learn from. But someone had asked him, he lives in Hawaii, if he would, you know, go, go help them clear on the North shore was, you know, far and, and help with their refrigerator. Cause he knows how to repair a refrigerator. And, you know, he gave all these excuses and I talked to him and I was like, well, what do you mean your car? And I was like, I was like, I had to dig through all these layers of excuses. And then finally I got down to what it was he really wanted. It was like, oh, you didn't want to drive clear over on the North shore during the summer when traffic's bad. It's not like, well, I didn't want this. And it was all these excuses. And I don't, I'm not meaning it as a dig on him. We do, all of us do this. But it was so cool for me to see. It was actually kind of a frustrating conversation. I was just like, well, I don't get it. What do you mean your car doesn't, like, there's, you can get gas in it. And I mean, he was just like making all these things. And I was thinking, that's how God is with us when we're like, I'll just take my will to him. You know, he's like, 
okay, I got to start. Like, it's like that pride energy. I got to start and try to help you figure it out what it is, what you want through all your excuses. (laughs) And instead of just going, I don't want to do this. And I have done that with things that are actually his, like his will, because he knows it's my will ultimately. And it always, when we stay close to him, it brings us back. It still brings us back. And I have something written up on my mirror. I've all, I have always have quotes and it was just like something that I got that said, you know, um, let me think of it through real quick here. It's if it's, Oh, if this is what it was. Cause I was thinking about the centralism and this, if it's not a hallelujah, which means to, you know, to God be the praise, right. But it's not a hallelujah, then it's a no or a not yet. So the whole point is, it's like, yeah, maybe I, I am meant to do something that I feel like I don't want to do, but it's a not yet because if I were to do it when I really didn't want to do it, it's a slothful servant rather than, wow, I really want this in my life now. And it's so much easier and you're with God on it and in charity in it. So anyway, that's, I just have learned so much with like having Lacey coaching me through this as well, but, um, your courses and then just, practice. Yeah. Practice makes perfect. It, I've been doing this program for three years. And, and when I say program, um, like God gave me all of this. It's not something that I've learned somewhere else. I guess you could say I'm the founder of it. Um, my sister and I wrote it together, but like it just came to be one, one time, not actually, it was a series of four months that he just gave me the little bit by little bit and told me to write it down and told me to teach people. But I've been doing this for three years now. And I have to say the person I was three years ago, even versus the person I am today is like a completely different person. I love being in that place of charity. It's so simple. It, it really is. Like you said, it is the simplest thing to get back into charity. We don't have to spend hours on our knees or hours in the field or hours in the scriptures to get there. And just by virtue of being his child, by being um, a God already yourself, even in this mortal frame, he wants you to have, he wants you to be there. You have to choose it though. You have to invoke your agency to be there and ask, can I be with you? And it's as simple as that. And then you have to choose to remain there. It's all on your choice, but learning how to do all of this, my life is miraculous. Like, I don't know how to say any, any different than that. And if I were to get my husband in here, who's a man of like very few words, he would probably say yes. (laughs) Yes. Our whole life. Like we know how to command miracles. We know how to command power from heaven. We know how to just fuel our life forward with greatness because we live in this realm of charity constantly. And when we don't, when we step out, it's, it's easy to turn to my husband and say, charity, remember what we're looking for. Remember what our hope is. Remember what we want. Like, do we want that million dollars? Do we want this garden? Do we want that car? Do we want that? And he's like, yes. I'm like, then back to charity, baby. <laughs> like we don't spend much time outside of charity because we know where our power center is. We know what energy gets us the best results. And that energy is being with God, being this partnership with him, and then activating our agency full bore in that, in that environment. And it is, it just feels so liberating for the first time in my life, these past year, these past two, three years, 
I've been able to turn to my husband and we both agree on this. I can feel and see what it would be like to be a God. And that sounds like kind of blasphemous, but it doesn't feel like that far out of reach to my, to me and to my heart. I feel finally what God has promised all of his children. I feel like those could be realities for us because being in charity, activating your agency constantly is what that feels like. And I know it's just a small portion of it, but it's not unfathomable for me anymore because I've been operating as an infant God for the past two years with these two sources involved heavily. Yeah. Well, it doesn't sound crazy because it's like, that's how you learned creation. Like we're down here to create not only like children, which honestly was, you know, has been taken from me that ability. And so it's not just about creating children. It's about creating other things in our life, which is this whole thing. I I just wrote this in my journal today. I was like, losing the ability to have children has actually given me so much more than I ever imagined. And it was just incredible once I turned that over to God and, you know, grieved it and all that stuff. But we're here to do little creations. Like how can we learn to be God if we don't learn how to create, Hey, I want to be debt free. How do I create that? I actually want to earn a million dollars. How do I create that? He's like, awesome. Let's learn principles of creation through what you want. I want to go to Disneyland. How do I create that? And I'll, I'll, share, um, kind of an ending in this note, but something I, you know, as I take things to the savior in my mind, as I take things to the repentance process, which is daily for me, it's just little things like little mishaps or maybe just little limitations. I take it to him. And it's interesting in my mind, every time I I imagine myself, I've said this before on these podcasts, pulling it out, whatever it was is a weed. And I'm like, here you go. I'm totally done with this weed. I give it back to him. And he gives me uh, it's just funny because it comes to my head. He gives me a red rose and I love red. Red's my favorite color and not just red, deep red. I love like a really deep red. And so I always see these red roses. And he gives me back like whatever that weed was. He gives me back in a red rose. And I've seen him just give me red roses in my visualization of repentance. And I love it. And so red roses like kind of have a little significance for me of that, that I'm beautiful and that I'm worthy. And the other day, literally, I think it was yesterday or Friday. I don't, I don't, I can't remember. It was yesterday morning, I think. But I actually asked God, I said, um, I said, you know what? I kind of want, I want some red roses. I want some red roses and I don't want to go out and buy them. And I just, I just want to practice. Like, this is a want I have. I know you can power anything in the universe and I want to practice with creation with this. I want some red roses. I know they'll be from my savior. And I'm like, I'm excited to see, you know, when, when those come about. And I I just left it at that today. No joke. I walked into church and the pew I sat down in front of the pew that I was in had this vase of six red roses. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like we never have, you know, but it was not just red, but deep red roses, six of them. And it was just beautiful. And I asked like Corster, I said, who, who brought these? And they told me who, and I went over and I said, those are so beautiful. And she goes, do you want them? You can have them. <laughs> so they are here in front of me right now on my table. And I, and I had picked her that I would somehow get red roses from my savior and they would be on my table. And it was literally the next day um, that it happened. And I just, like little things like that create the the belief that 
belief is what powers your creation. And so when we talk about like staying in charity, choose, like I choose me back in your charity. That means you have to let go of the past moment a second ago that you weren't operating in it. Don't judge it. Don't. And you just go, okay, I want to be back in. Can I please? And you're back and you have to believe it. And then it just compounds. That's why I was talking about the compound compound effect really does help. It really starts strengthening those synapses. So hopefully, you know, and I'll ask Lacey to close on something here, but hopefully you've been able to take from this conversation, some little ideas of creation that you can do with God by the two powers that you have, which are your agency. Like, what do you want? Ask yourself, get clear in every moment, after every phone call, after everything I do, even after this podcast and recording, I usually stand up in my living room. I kind of like pace back and forth for a minute, like allowing my brain to process what I just did. And then I go, what do I want now? And I just, it's really powerful. So that agency. And then the second is um, choosing and working, figuring out how to work in charity rather than pride. Wouldn't you say those are like kind of the tools? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with everything. And I loved your little story. Like, I love that. That's, that's my life and that's your life now. And it's, and it's an awesome, incredible life. This is why I love teaching this course so much is because this becomes the norm for people. Even as, as trivial as I want roses, there's no logical reason to have roses. There's no logistic re- Like there's, it's not going to fuel you in your life to have those roses. You know, it's not a need you had but yet you had the desire and it brought you joy. And so you asked God for it and he gave them to you. Like that's how incredible God is. And he is so abundant like that with everything, with money, with relationships, with miracles, with, with any little thing, with items. And I love living a life like that. So you can see why I love to teach this way. I love to teach how God is incredible. He's not this all, I mean, he is an all supreme being but he's not unrealistic and he's not far away from you. He's very, he's very close and he's ready to be your partner. He's ready to be your friend. He's ready to just make this life awesome. That's why he called it the plan of happiness. And it's not this plan of drudgery that we all make it to be. If you're not in happiness, if you're not in joy, you're not doing this life with him as a partner. Because as soon as you are with him, it's just incredible. All it is is happiness. It's all just joy and peace. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Again, sharing you and just your journey and the stuff from your course is a little sneak peek. I love it. (laughs) But Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, everybody, for being on and excited. If, you know, any comments, any questions, please post them on the iTunes um, comment section. would love to see and hear from you all. And of course, you can, you know, if you want to see Lacey stuff, her website is LaceyBangeter.com, which is, she's just beautiful. So thank you again for sharing you and thanks everybody for being on. Bye. Bye-bye.